In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. your weekend <laughs> I certainly had an interesting one because some of my staff had a memorable one <laughs> here's what happened last week I heard from my old colleague triumph the insult comic dog <laughs> triumph uh, offered to go down to DC and interview some Congress people to highlight the January 6th hearings I said sure if you can get anyone to agree to talk to you because and please don't take this as an insult you're a puppet well, he did. Democratic and Republican congresspeople agreed to talk to Triumph. He's a bipartisan puppy. He's so neutral, he's neutered. <laughs> now, Triumph, Triumph and my folks shot for two days in congressional offices across the street from the Capitol building. They went through security clearance, shot all day Wednesday, all day Thursday, invited into the offices of the congresspeople they were interviewing. And that's very important. You have to invite Triumph in. <laughs> he works on Dracula rules. <laughs> now, end of day two, Thursday evening, after they'd finished their interviews, they were doing some last-minute puppetry and uh, jokey make-em-ups in a hallway when Triumph and my folks were approached and detained by the Capitol Police, which actually isn't that surprising. The Capitol Police are much more cautious than they were, say, 18 months ago, <laughs> and for a very good reason. If you don't know what that reason is, I know what news network you watch. <laughs> so. 
The Capitol Police were just doing their job. My staff was just doing their job. Everyone was very professional. Everyone was very calm. My staffers were detained, processed, and released. A very unpleasant experience for my staff. A lot of paperwork for the Capitol Police, but a fairly simple story. Until... (laughs) The next night, when a couple of the TV people started claiming that my puppet squad had, quote, committed insurrection (laughs) at the U.S. Capitol building. First of all, what? (laughs) Second of all, huh? Third of all, they weren't in the Capitol building. Fourth of all, and I am shocked I have to explain the difference, but an insurrection involves disrupting the lawful actions of Congress and howling for the blood of elected leaders all to prevent the peaceful transfer of power. Illegal transfer of power. This was first-degree puppetry. Oh, we know about puppetry. hijinks with intent to goof. We know about goofs. Misappropriation of an old Conan bit. Oh, we know about old. Now, it is predictable. It's really Conan's fault. It's really Conan's fault. So, ladies and gentlemen, long story short, Stephen Colbert trying to downplay what he and his staff were guilty of, all while pointing the finger back at what happened on January 6th. And, And almost everything that he said, he was lying. Although he did say goof, he did say puppet, he did say old, And the real insurrection, yes, did happen, but it happened on November 4th of 2020. Folks, you are locked and loaded right here on Live from America. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. Thank you for letting me do this job every day. It truly is a blessing, and I appreciate each and every single one of you. I wish I could give all of you a hug. And thank you face to face for those who I have, um, for those that I have had the honor of meeting, I'd like to say, uh, I, I really cherished the times, uh, that we, that I was traveling around and I cherished, uh, speaking to each and every one of you, as you, all of you who have met me, uh, in the comment thread, I'm sure you can validate this. Uh, there was not a single moment that, uh, our conversation was rushed. Uh, we had adequate time to speak to each other, and uh, I would have it no other way while I was out on the road. So thank you all for this kind, um, for this time in my life in which I'm able to do this. It's all because of you guys. And as I've been speaking to all the other show hosts that are coming on to create Live from America TV, LFA TV, all of them are very aware how close we all are. All of them are very aware how you guys financially held up Live from America when there was no other hope but Jesus And he used each and every one of you to do that. So just know that as they start coming on as guests to my show to introduce you to them uh, in in preparation for September 1st, uh, they know that this network is God-driven first, and it's all about uh, faith, family, and freedom. Amen? But yeah, Stephen Colbert there trying to downplay everything, but that's what he does. That's what people like him do. He knows what he did. He He can't fathom for one second uh, that, that he would be guilty of everything. Hey, he's on, he's on a a major uh, mainstream TV network, right? How can anything happen to me? We're elitists. We're above the law. We can do anything we want. No, you can't. And you're going to find out in the course of the next few years, how much you really can't do. Amen. I would like to give a big shout out to everybody on the America strong 
company or business directory on jeremyharrell.com. Look what we've got, folks. 377 businesses now. Do you realize how many businesses 400 businesses actually is? We have almost 400 businesses there, and I can guarantee you when LFA TV becomes a full network, everybody that's on this page that wants to get a commercial done will get a massive, massive, massive discount uh, to, 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 to air their commercial all across TV. It'll be, uh, it'll be the cheapest disc. It'll be the cheapest, uh, advertising that you've ever done for your business because you've been here from the beginning. So just know that out of these 377 businesses, every single one of them, all of them, 100% are patriotic Americans, just trying to make a dollar, trying to survive, trying to do it the good old fashioned way with grit, determination, and effort. And I applaud each and every one of you. So make sure you check out JeremyHarrell.com, America's Strong Business Directory, which will also be uh, carbon copied over and put on the LFA TV website too, which will be LFATV.us. I would like to say uh, summer starts today, so happy summer. And I would also like to say prayers and uh, thank God that Donnie C is home, everybody. He made it home last night. He uh, messaged me last night. He said, praise God, your prayers worked. I am home. I am safe. So we owe, uh, we owe a, thank, a thank you to God for, uh, for making sure that Donnie C got through his surgery and he made it home safe. Thank you, Lord, for keeping our family safe. Also, a big update on Heather Traeger. Ladies and gentlemen, she is so very happy because she has her new smile. She sent me a picture this morning with her new smile, and that is all because of you guys. Think about this. Uh, a person's smile when they're out in public is, is everything, is everything. It shows them what kind of a person that you really are. And when you're afraid to smile and have a conversation with somebody, well, then how are you ever going to have the courage to go out and spread the gospel? And, folks, I want to say thank you to all of you who made it possible for Heather Traeger to get a new set, a set of chompers, to be confident enough to smile and to go out there and continue to spread the gospel in the way that God wants. So thank you all for doing that, and we are definitely making a difference here on Live from America. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. The morning newsletter was unbelievably awesome. It was titled, Problems Are Momentary, But Jesus is Eternal. This is a great Great newsletter this morning, and you guys are definitely going to want uh, to share this out to your friends and family. Verse of the day, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Again, that is 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every single day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that is vastly, that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles that we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things that we cannot see will last forever. Now, I understand it's easy to say, embrace your troubles and your problems and give them all to God and everything will be okay. When you're facing a surgery or a disaster like a house fire where you lose everything, it's so hard 
to actually thank God for those moments because they can and will affect your life for the rest of your life if you let it. However, there are mo- they are momentary regardless of the severity of the situation. Think back to all the times when you were in the most tough times. Think back to all those times when you were literally crying out for God and then you will understand how momentary they really are. We have to train our minds to go back to God in every situation, bad or good. How can you go wrong going to God for anything that you need? You can't. Paul, in the Bible, had faced suffering, trials, and distress as he preached the good news. But he knew that they would one day be over and he would obtain uh, obtain God's rest and God's rewards. As we face great troubles, it's easy to focus on the pain rather than our ultimate goal. Just as athletes concentrate on the finish line and ignore their discomfort, we too must focus on the reward for our faith and the joy that lasts forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What a powerful, powerful message given to us by God this morning to remind us that every one of us are going through some problems. Every one of us are going through a situation that we would rather not be in. Every one of us are dealing with economic hardships. Every single one of us are feeling struggles, pain. Every one of us are going through some kind of a uh, of medical issue or, or, or we have an upcoming surgery or we're going through physical therapy right now. But again, no matter what the problem is, no matter how severe it is, number one, we all have each other. Number two, we have God no matter what. And number three, They are momentary. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. All of us together in unison, one loud voice lifting our glory up to God. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It's quite remarkable, folks, when you see uh, some of our family members who are going through a rough time and then they tell you, I got out of it because of the prayers and I know it was because of your prayers. That is such a great feeling and I share that with, my, with Eli, with my wife, with my family and uh, there's some of you who've become really, really close with me and my family and I think you all know who you are um, and not just me but my family as well. And there's a lot of you out there who even know my kids' birthdays, and I just want to say it's been an honor. Um, Let's get to the show, folks. Please lift your cups up as we get ready for the first and foremost of the day. Um, Let's have our first slurp. Here we go. And if you can please, 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 even if you're watching on Getter or Roku or Firestick, if you can just log into Rumble and give us that Rumble like, I would very much appreciate it. If you've not uh, created a profile on Rumble, please do. Because there's going to be a lot with LFA and uh, LFA TV and Rumble in the future that you're going to want to have a profile for, okay? And also, follow me on Locals. You can follow me on Locals, and you can have all the same content that I put out everywhere else, but there will be um, 
there will be uh, more behind-the-scenes com- um, content and uh, premier membership content there as well as we start our new uh, podcast and some behind-the-scenes stuff. And the new podcast is going to be a couple times a week called Rise Up as we get up and wake up with the Lord as I do my morning devotional. And we talk about some other things during some coffee and, God, and Jesus. Coffee and Jesus, folks. Anyway, here we go. First and foremost section of the day. Let's go. We all saw the Eric Greitens campaign video where he was rhino hunting, which is truly incredible. And I think he kind of stole it from Live from America, but it's okay. All boats rise, right? All boats are rising. So uh, the campaign video was great. I knew that it was going to ruffle some feathers. I thought for sure that Democrats were going to be the first ones to come out and condemn it because they're all about their gun control and everything else. But it, but <laughs> it didn't. It wasn't a Democrat. It was the rhinos. It was the rhinos out there who uh, put out the the uh, the distress flag, the SOS flag. Please help us. Please help us. Now the funny thing about it is is that Eric Greitens did not mention anybody by name in that video. Not one single person was mentioned by name. So that way you know that anybody out there that came out crying and screaming that he did a video where he was rhino hunting ah, is truly a rhino, and they're telling on themselves, which is why it was genius for Eric Greitens to do this. So, ladies and gentlemen, one of our most famous segments and the most desired segment here on Live from America is our rhino hunting segment. Let's get it going. I'll make you famous. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got our rhino hat on. Everybody loves this hat. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But we do have our rhino hat on. We are going rhino hunting, so let's do that right now. As you know, Eric Greitens put out that amazing video yesterday. And crybaby Missouri, Missouri Senate GOP Senate leader, um, Caleb Rowden, came out crying and called the cops on Eric Greitens after his rhino hunting ad. <laughs> let's go to the tweet, shall we? Caleb Roden of Missouri, your Senate majority leader in the GOP there, says, We have been in contact with the Missouri Highway Patrol and hope that former Governor Greitens finds the help he needs. Anyone with multiple accusations of abuse towards women, by the way, which has been completely falsified. We've already figured that out. We know that was a Carl Rove GOP hack attempt to hurt Eric Greitens that did not work. Uh, should probably steer clear of this rhetoric. Okay, calm down, Rhino. It's okay. Rhino. What a loser this guy is. Seriously, sitting there and crying about it. Um, going to his. Uh, let's go to his. If we go to his Twitter page here, you can see. Let's go over here real quick. It says, "Husband to Aubrey, dad to Willem." Adele and Theo, Christ follower, fanatic, uh, 19th District, Missouri State Senator, Missouri Senate Majority Leader. Ooh, calm down. Like I said before, anybody who come who came out and cried about this video basically said, hey, I'm a rhino. Everybody, I'm a rhino because Eric Greitens didn't mention a single name in the ad. What a crybaby. Fighting for Missouri, says Caleb Roden. Now, 
I don't know if he's truly a man of God. It says he is. He says he's a Christ follower. He may be. And that's fine. That's great. I respect him as a, as a fellow uh, uh, brother in Christ. But in politics, what you just did was you basically outed yourself. You came out of the closet as a rhino. And now what we need to do is we need to show you there's a better and brighter future. There's a better and brighter way. And that is the GNP. It is time to leave your old self behind, much like you did when you went from being a child of the flesh to being a child of God. Mr. Roden, you must know that it was an instant transformation. So we are here to, to I don't want to use the word baptize, but I'll use it as a metaphor. We are here to baptize you into the GNP. You no longer have to be in hiding. You no longer have to be a loser. You can be a winner just like us. Get away from the GOP. This is great. We need to start. Yes, we like the rhino hunting. That's great. Rhino hunting is amazing. But we also need to all, uh, open our arms up to these folks once we hunt them, okay, and give them the choice. Would you like to continue uh, your career in politics? If so, then embrace the future, which is the GNP. It is no longer the GOP, and we're here to help you. We are here to bring you from the dark to the light. So many have already come, and we've already saved so many people. It's almost like the Matrix. We have to keep going in, and we have to rhino hunt, and we have to bring them out, and we have to convert them to the truth. Not convert them to anything else but the truth. Because the truth shall set you free. Caleb Roden. Come on over. Come on down. Red Rover, Red Rover, send Caleb right over. And let's turn him into a, uh, a, uh, a grand new party Republican, a MAGA Republican. Let's make him part of the MAGA squad. So reach out to Caleb Roden today. He's easy to get a hold of. He's got all of his information right there. All you have to do is a quick internet search and you can reach out to Caleb and say, Caleb, you know what? You're a rhino. We've hunted you. We found you. We've exposed your hiding. And now come out of that hiding and join the MAGA squad. Come on. You can do it. Anyway, folks, that is Caleb Roden calling the cops on Eric Greitens. Eric Greitens just laughs about it. Moving on, we have to go down to Uvalde, Texas, because uh, after what I saw last night, I have uh, completely changed my, my focus to pointing the finger at who is to blame for the Uvalde school shooting. Now, I will say, the person to blame is the person who pulled the trigger. Guns did not do that. Other people did not make him do that. The shooter pulled the trigger and he killed innocent people, children in a school, period. However, who do you look to in order to stop that kind of craziness? Who do we pay? Who do we employ? Who do we trust to make sure that if something like that does happen, then they go in there and they minimize the violence by taking the shooter down. Those are called the police. Now, Mr. Roden knows about the police. He called them on Eric Greitens. So, naturally, the police were called. But what scares me, folks, is how long the police were in the school before they actually decided to do something. And even worse, how long were they in the school fully protected with their own rifles and their own ballistic shields. Check this picture out. This is a new picture that was released yesterday by the Uvalde uh, video camera in the school. This is a still shot. Now, there's plenty more, but it's very, very bad, folks, when these people just stand there 
and they're they're in the school within 10 minutes of the of the uh, of the shooting that started. And how long was he in there? How long was he in there murdering people? And these guys just sat there with their shields, with their rifles, standing behind the corner, letting children fend for themselves. That is sickening. That's disgusting. That is cowardice. And we do not need that in this country. A report by the Austin American Statesman, shows Uvalde police were in the hallway of Robb Elementary School with rifles and at least one ballistic shield within 10 minutes. I've heard they had two ballistic shields, but I'll digress. I'll leave that until we get the actual proof of the start of the mass shooting by Salvador Ramos that killed 19 children and two teachers on May 24th in the small Texas town of Uvalde. Ramos was reportedly killed in a gun battle with police an hour plus, an hour plus wait by the police to storm the classroom he was held up in. An hour, ladies and gentlemen. They were there within 10 minutes. They could have bum-rushed in, and they could have made this uh, shot this guy, and they could have killed him and saved so many lives. But just like the police chief said that day, we did not want to put their lives at risk. What do you mean? Are you literally meaning to tell me that the job you signed up for, you're not willing to do? I understand it's a hard job. I understand that police work is not for everybody. I understand that everybody does not want to take a bullet for somebody that they don't know. But the people who sign up to be police officers or the people who put their name on that dotted line to be military um, men and women, to, 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 to protect our freedoms, to protect our country, to protect our constitution, If you do that, then you should be one of those people who rush into harm's way, who jump into the flames to save children, and they did not do that. Now, I held off on this. Anybody who watches this show knows that I had held off on this for a long time. I have not talked much about this. Why? Because in this situation, yes, it's news. Yes, you talk about it when it happens, but a smart person, A smart person in these situations, anyways, waits for the details to come out because so much happens that you have no idea for months the full truth and you may not ever figure it out. But when it's something as complex as this, where you have first responders, where there's a shooter in there for so long, this many people die, how could it have been avoided? Who was this person? Where did they come from? How did they get the guns? How long was it before the cops got there? How long was it before he got killed? This is all stuff that needed to be figured out. So I have not said much about this stuff. Now I am, because now we know what time they were there. We know what they had for protection. We know what they could have done, and we knew how long it took to do the job. And it's uncalled for that we've seen so many people dead. It is uncalled for. Um, Here's a, uh, okay, I already showed you that picture. Let's get back into the, the, uh, the story. The story was broke yesterday afternoon by re- reporter Tony Filetsky. Poletsky, excuse me, Poletsky. Quote, breaking multiple officers were inside Robb Elementary School with rifles and at least one ballistic shield at 11.52 a.m. the day of the shooting. New video and other evidence shows this to be true. They didn't enter the classroom for another 58 minutes. Absolutely uncalled for. Absolutely cowardice and absolutely uncalled for. 58 minutes? You're hearing this go on in a classroom for 58 minutes and you let these children be murdered? I don't care. There's no excuse for that. I won't even have a debate with you. I won't have a conversation with you after we say that. 
That right there is inexcusable, and that's end of story, period. Investigators believe this is, a, this is significant because it indicates that they had more than enough firepower and protection to enter the classroom before they did. Officers were growing impatient far sooner. If there's kids in there, we need to go in there, one said on the body camera. Now, I will give it to individual police officers that wanted to do their dang job. But sometimes you have to override what you're hearing in your earpiece. Football players do it. I understand it's a game, but I'm, I'm trying to give you an analogy here. Sometimes you need to make a judgment call when you're on site or when you're in the field that the people watching on the body cameras just can't make. That's why I'm calling them cowards. Now, yes, like he said, there were people that say, hey, we need to get in there. But why didn't they? Why didn't somebody, whoever the commanding officer was in the field, right in that hallway, say, okay, you know what? Screw your policy. We're saving kids. That's what police officers do. That's what they should have done. All of this was unnecessary. I don't really know. I don't know another way to say it. Like, I know I'm getting heated, and I know some of you are heated, and I know some of you will say, wait a minute, we still don't have all the story yet. I get it. I'm, I'm 100% aware of that, but I have not said anything about this for almost two months because I wanted to see exactly who could have stopped this, who was responsible other than the kid who's ultimately responsible. Was it the lack of school, school security? Was it lack of, of, of police uh, courage? Was it lack of police officers? The amount of people that were there, it was just all these variables were in place and we needed to figure out. But now at this point, I'm, 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 I'm fully confident that this was a complete breakdown on the authorities' part. And there would be, I would assume there would be so many more children alive today if they had acted the way that we hire them to act. And you know what? Everybody should be fired. Everybody. I don't care if they said on camera, we should go in there or not. If you did not go in there, you should be fired. You cannot clearly do your job. If I hire a plumber to come and fix a problem and he doesn't fix it, guess what? He's fired or he's never getting hired again. If I hire somebody to fix my car and they don't fix my car, I will never hire them again. In turn, these police officers need to be fired, period. It is what it is. I don't even care if any of them said we need to do our job. You didn't do your job. You didn't have that courage during that time at that moment. That's my problem with it. A lot of people say it wasn't a breakdown. It was planned. That's your reason why armed guards at the door is a must. Can't count on the cops. Amen. Amen. I'm reading some of your comments here. It is very strange someone needs to explain. Amen. They uncovering everything if they see who that kid was in contact on social media prior to this. Yeah, and that's the other thing. The FBI knew about this kid too. You're right. It's either, it's one of two things. It's either a complete breakdown based on cowardice and and I really don't know what else or it was definitely strategic. And I can't, do you know how hard it is for me to wrap my mind around the idea or the or or, or maybe even the fact that our government and our society and our people who are in charge of keeping us safe actually would kill Americans to get an agenda done like 9-11. Do you know how hard it is to wrap my mind around that logically? I get that it's fun to have the conspiracy theory conversation, and I get it's fun to debate and talk about it, and it is interesting when you think about 9-11 and all the crazy things that happened around it, but when you truly sit down and you think to yourself, 
Is my government killing my own people just to further an agenda? That is a hard pill to swallow. That's a hard pill to swallow. And if you have to swallow that pill, I don't, I, what do you do? What do you do? Activate the militia. That's what you do. Anyway, I just wanted to touch on that story. I wanted to give you my uh, analysis of it and my thought process on it and, and from what I've seen and where I stand on it, and that's where I stand. The, the cops are at almost as much fault as the shooter himself because of the way they handled it and no other reason. And I'm going to leave it at that. Let's go talk about the Supreme Court for a minute because I titled today's show that whatever uh, these, these Supreme Court rulings that are coming down, it's going to change the course of America or, or at least decide our path that we take here in America culturally, maybe for the next 10 years, 15 years. There are so many massive rulings waiting to come down from SCOTUS right now because of the backlog from COVID that when they all come down, folks, it is going to be a hailstorm of rulings that, like I said, They will decide the culture and the path that we take as a country for easily the next decade, okay? Um, I thank you for the rumble rants, ladies and gentlemen. Just if you are new to the show, because there are some new people here, just know that if you do any rumble rants that come through, any any kind of donations that that come through, that goes towards our Slurp Fund to help people get smiles and to help people people fix their homes. And it also goes to keeping our producer employed. And with bringing on all these new, um, this new talent to LFA TV, he's going to be working harder than ever. So very important, and I thank you. Yesterday, I told you about the massive amount of rulings that were coming down and exactly what they were pertaining to and how big they actually were. But I want to dig into that a little deeper because this right here, folks, this might be one of the most important stories that I do this week, if not the most important story that I talk about this week. Like I said, it isn't just affecting one town or one city. It's going to affect this country and our cultural path for the next decade. So let's get into the story, and then let's break it down a little bit, all right? Bear with me. Let's have a cup, of, a drink of coffee before we go in. All right, here we go. You ready, Maybell 313? You ready, KC Soup? Let's go over to Getter real quick. Thomas Hammaker, you ready? Ruby Hines, you ready? Make sure you guys share and repost the video on Getter, too. I'd appreciate it. Okay, here we go. Let's get into the story. Because of a blockbuster docket... An unprecedented leak, a fraught political atmosphere, and COVID, everything has literally changed at the Supreme Court. Under normal circumstances, on decision days at the end of June, the Supreme Court emerges from behind crimson curtains to finally issue the most controversial cases of the term after months of closed deliberations, which is where that leak happened from, by the way. Leak, I put in quotes. Wearing their judicial robe and exhausted from the final push of work, the justices take their seats and the majority opinion is ready to be read by its author. That hand down can take several minutes as the audience of spouses, staff, spectators, and journalists digest what is being read aloud. Oftentimes, the justices who penned the principal dissent also chooses to address the audience offering a fiery oral critique of the major, a majority opinion. None of that is to be expected this month for the first time in I don't know how long. Instead, the courtroom's majestic chamber is dark 
Remember Joe Biden telling you about a dark winter coming? Well, it's going to be a dark four years of an illegitimate stolen presidency. Um, The plaza has been completely walled off by security fences, a move prompted by protests that erupted last month after the draft opinion overturning Roe v. Wade was leaked to the media. Meanwhile, a federal grand jury has returned an indictment charging the California man with attempted murder of Justice Brett Kavanaugh. By the way, before we continue with this story, let me just tell you that my producer, Eli, he did, he did, he did this as homework. He, he took what I said to do, and he actually did it. And he went no further than his own father to ask him if he'd heard about the attempted murder on Justice Brett Kavanaugh, and his own father said no. He was completely oblivious, completely oblivious. I told you. Nobody outside of our echo chamber knows about it because they kept that under wraps because the same people leaked the, uh, the opinion. I can guarantee it. And now armed guards are providing 24-hour protection at the justices' homes while um, protesters sometimes gather outside and the, uh, um, of their homes uh, with blood all over their crotches and, 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 and coat hangers and dead babies. With no pomp and circumstance, an official will push a button and opinions changing the contours of some of the most divisive social issues of the day, including abortion, gun rights, religious liberties, and the environment will simply be released via the internet this time. By then, with no reason to appear publicly, all of the justices, most of the justices, I should say, the majority... Uh, will have already fled Washington, D.C. That is where we are in America right now. We live in a Marxist communist society where even our most uh, secure and, and, and most sacred institutions and the people who work in those institutions now have to run and flee from their homes for doing their jobs. Let's get into the major cases that they are talking about right now to tell you this will this will highlight exactly why we're going to change the course of our culture for the next decade and i'm going to tell you this too if we as americans militia members or not if we as armed americans allow what i think is going to happen when these opinions come down then we are just as guilty and we should let the country just go to hell Because if we're going to stand idly by and wait for our government to stop these communist radical terrorists, then you're going to be in for a rude awakening because it's never going to happen. Okay? Abortion. Uh, Let's get into that first. It was Justice Clarence Thomas's longest serving, uh, it was Justice Clarence Thomas, the longest serving justice on the current court who likely assigned fellow conservative Justice Samuel Alito to write the draft majority opinion in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization that could overturn and will overturn by the grace of God, Roe v. Wade. The dispute concerns a Mississippi law that bans abortion after 15 weeks. The state is asking the justices to take the giant step of overturning Roe, a seminal case decided in 1973 that's killed 60-something million babies since then. And by the way, a majority of, uh, of, of the killed babies happen to be non-white. At oral arguments, Mississippi Solicitor General Scott Stewart told the justices that Roe and follow-up decisions from 1992 haunt the country. And he was right. So that's one of the big ones coming down, and that's going to change the course of this country for a decade once that gets over, overturned. Second Amendment. Talked about that yesterday. What is the importance of the ruling coming down at the Second Amendment? Well, as the country grapples with crazy left-wing Democrats killing people with guns, 
The justices will decide how broadly they want to rule in a case that could open up a new chapter in constitutional challenges to gun safety laws. After oral arguments last year, it seemed the conservatives were ready to strike down a New York law enacted almost a century ago. The place's restrictions, that place's restrictions, excuse me, on carrying a concealed weapon outside the home. Supporters of gun rights have been pushing the court to clarify the scope of the Second Amendment for years. The effort was led by Thomas, who in the past called the Second Amendment a disfavored right in this court. But the entire landscape of the debate has shifted in recent months. Since the justices began deliberating, mass shootings have occurred. (laughs) I wonder why. I wonder who has been in charge of all that. I wonder if all of these crazy, brainwashed, liberal, communist Marxists out there all woke up one day and said, hey, I'm going to get in a group chat with all the other fellow Marxist communist terrorists out there, and we're all just going to start shooting people. I don't think that's the way it happened. I think it's, I think it's quite different. But anyway, while the shootings did not directly implicate the issue of a concealed carry, the country has a whole... Uh, as a whole, is now debating gun safety laws, and that could definitely change and sway the, uh, the ruling. Now, it shouldn't because they should just rule by the Constitution and stop letting the court of public opinion sway things. But that is exactly why we have the laws that we have in place so that people cannot sway Supreme Court justices' rulings, and that's why every one of these people should be in, in prison. Every one of them. And I'll tell you another thing. Trump, Trump should have just did, in, when, when, the, when the summer of chaos was going on, Trump should have just unleashed the military on him, period. He should have. Because they were terrorists. They weren't people just out there peaceful protesting. Those were terrorists. Those were real terrorists. Real terrorists. And I know he got a lot of flack and he said, hey, we're going we're gonna to release the National Guard, this, that, and the other. And people say, oh, you can't do that. They do it to us. They send him to our homes, mamas, mama bears and papa bears. People like me, the FBI shows up. Excuse me, we're here to flex our muscle that we don't have. Religious liberty. Here's another one. On top of the abortion and gun rights, the court is also considering cases that would allow more religion in public life. In December, they heard arguments concerning a main initiative that excludes some religious schools from a tuition assistance program. The program allows parents living in rural areas with no school district to use vouchers to send their children to public or private schools elsewhere. But it came under challenge when some parents wanted to use the vouchers to send their kids to religious schools. You know what we did here in New Hampshire? In New Hampshire, we have a fund that allows uh, a, a parent, if a parent feels that their child is not getting adequate education where they go, then we have a... Um, we have a fund in which the child that was going to get the money to go to public school, that money is now allocated for them to go to a private or charter school, and it can even be a Christian religious school. So we're kind of step ahead here in New Hampshire on that, but this will change the course of education and public education in our lives for a decade. Here's another big one, immigration. I know, this, I know we're taking a long time talking about this, but it's very important, Okay. Uh, As the political branches spar over immigration, the justices are considering several cases concerning border disputes. In one key case, the justices are grappling with whether the Biden administration can terminate a Trump-era border policy known as the Remain in Mexico. Lower courts have so far blocked Biden from ending the policy. Under the unprecedented program launched in 2019, the Department of Homeland Security can send certain non-Mexican citizens who entered the United States back to Mexico instead of detaining them here or releasing them into the United States while their immigration proceedings played out. 
Critics call the policy inhumane and say it exposes asylum seekers with credible claims to dangerous and and squalor conditions. Well, they shouldn't have made the trip to begin with then. Long story short, that's going to change the course of this country culturally for a long time. Climate change. The justices unexpectedly also agreed to decide a case concerning the EPA's authority to regulate carbon emissions from existing power plants in a dispute that could cripple the Biden administration's attempt to slash emissions. It comes at a moment when scientists are sounding the alarm about the accelerating pace of global warming. Well, there's just as many scientists out there who will tell you the opposite. I don't believe any of these scientists that are that are screaming global warming. I just don't agree with it. They don't have more power than God. They, man is not going to change the course of how this country is or how this world is already crumbling. It's crumbling because of sin, not climate change. But they're too stupid to realize what's truth and what's, fi- and what's false, and they just run with their man-made BS. But anyway, folks, those major, um, those major rulings that I just told you about, once those come down, if even, if even 75% of them go the way that we want them to go, That is great news, and you have nobody else to thank but Donald Trump for that because Donald Trump did exactly what he told you he was going to do. He was going to put in justices that when the time came, when it really, when all the cards were on the table, that he put the right justices in there to do the right thing. Now, I know that some of them have been a disappointment. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett has been a disappointment. Brett Kavanaugh has been a disappointment. Neil Gorsuch has even been a disappointment at times. But if they come through on these major issues... And they come through on them now, woo, folks, we are going to see a great, great America, especially with the red wave that we have coming back. So long story short, folks, keep praying. Prayer is powerful. Prayer will make a difference. And we have to pray for our Supreme Court justices to hand down the right rulings based on the Constitution, but also that them and their families are kept safe. All right, moving on. If... No, excuse me. Let me use the better word. When, when Roe v. Wade is overturned, and it will be by the grace and mercy of God himself, do you understand that the United States will still have more radical and loose abortion laws than Europe? That's right. I'm telling you, after Roe v. Wade is overturned, and it will be, America will still be, will still have looser abortion laws than pretty much all of Europe. And did you know this? America is number one in human trafficking, number one in sex trafficking, number one in um, drug trafficking and fentanyl, and number one in killing babies in the world. That's the free Amer- That's the free world, folks. That's the America that apparently our forefathers envisioned for us. Upon further research, we found out that the abortion laws will still remain radical after Roe v. Wade is overturned. And the, and, the, and, the, and the simple fact, ladies and gentlemen, is that Europe allows or doesn't allow as much baby murdering as we do. Last week, Nancy Pelosi unsurprisingly weighed in on the abortion case that is on everyone's mind and displayed her usual tenuous grasp of truth while she just dribbled vodka out of the corner of her fake teeth. Ireland, Italy, Mexico has had legislative initiatives to expand women's right to choose. Very Catholic country, she said. Remember I showed you the video? Well, recently, a Swedish colleague said that abortion is a major topic in Sweden right now as well. He wasn't talking about abortion laws in Sweden. That isn't on the agenda of many of major political party right now. Swedes are frequently discussing abortion laws in the United States in light of the much anticipated Supreme Court ruling of Dobbs versus Jackson that we were just talking about. 
Most of these conversations contain a touch of perplexity as the Swedes take for granted that the United States has already has particularly draconian abortion laws. How could this be? The narrative goes since it is already practically impossible for a woman to get an abortion in America. What? They literally think that it's impossible for a woman to get an abortion in America. That doesn't make much sense. Um, but a, a colleague explained his own perplexity as abortion is legal until 18 weeks in Sweden. But surprising to him, in many parts of the United States, abortion laws actually allowed much later than that. He said, I must admit my own ignorance of this fact represented a mirror image, um, representing a mirror image of the Scandinavians. I assumed full term, perhaps even partial birth abortions were completely legal in the Nordic welfare state. My ignorance might be partially forgiven since the European Union Parliament voted 364 to 154 in favor of condemning the expected U.S. court decision. Never mind that the parliament has no competence to consider abortion laws, let alone any legal developments in the United States of America. So now the, the United, uh, it's no wonder that these politicians in the United States are doing whatever they can to get even help from other countries and other leaders of other countries to condemn our abortion laws, even though... They don't allow what we allow. It's really odd, isn't it? They're condemning our abortion laws. And they're, and, and, and they're all getting together to condemn what we're trying to do here in America. It's just, it's, 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 a, it's a global effort to destroy our culture. It's a global effort to destroy our tradition. It's a global effort to destroy any red, white, and blue that we have left. And we have to stop it. And we have to stop killing the babies, folks, because like I said, even after Roe v. Wade is overturned, we still have looser abortion laws than most people. Um, Geringer, C. Geringer says, because being very Catholic makes you more holy. Uh, anyone hear about Israel dissolving their parliament? We talked about that yesterday, so you can check that out on the show yesterday. And I wonder if Soros lives have been paid to riot over this. Oh, of course they have. Not only here, but around the world. When they overturn Roe v. Wade, you're going to see the Democrats using the, their, their world partners to, to, uh, to protest on a world scale. And they're going to go, look what happened. Look what you did by overturning Roe v. Wade. Anyway, folks, before we go any further, and I've got plenty of stories left, so I hope you can stay with me past the hour. But definitely check out Rise.TV, folks. Go to Rise.TV. Sign up for Rise TV today if you can afford an extra $10 a month. If you can't, I would suggest getting rid of a couple or one of your other streaming services because between PureFlix and Rise TV, you'll pay less than $20 a month. And you'll have good content, family-friendly content, American patriotic content, anti-globalist content. Stuff that you should be putting in your heads every day. Remember, garbage in, garbage out. So if we're watching garbage like Netflix, Hulu, and Vudu all day long, or ESPN, or Fox News, or CNN, or any of those, garbage is going to come out. Why do you think you hear people regurgitating CNN propaganda all day long and Fox News propaganda? So go to Rise.TV today. Sign up. If you don't like it, you can always unsign. It's not like a long contract. Check them out. They sponsor the show, and we will um, hopefully be in partnership with them very soon. So check out Rise TV today, folks, okay? <clears throat> all right. Moving on. Illegitimate Joey Applesauce. I love talking about this loser because... One day, we will get him for every crime that he's committed. 
and we'll get everybody in his administration for every crime they committed. And we will get everybody in the House and the Senate for every crime they committed, especially if Donald Trump becomes the Speaker of the House and he has access to all that stuff they've been hiding. Come on. You don't think he'd take that role? He would take that role in a second. I firmly believe that that's what he's moving towards. But anyway, I digress. Illegitimate Joey Applesauce and Mexican President Andres Manuel Obrador are reportedly meeting to propose a Western Hemisphere Union just like the EU. So we know about Blexit. We know about how the e, how everybody wanted to get out of the European Union because the European Union was nothing but the uh, but uh, but a bunch of little globalists on steroids. That's all it was. It didn't do anything for the people of Europe. It actually uh, transferred power from the middle class to the leaders, and it's exactly what what they're hoping it would do here. But this is bad, and we need to make sure that we're aware of this. And I doubt you're going to hear this on any other platform other than mine today. Earlier this month, President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador of Mexico confirmed he would skip the summit of the Americas Conference in Los Angeles. The summit was hosted by Biden and focused on the ongoing migration crisis in the U.S. via the southern border. But according to Reuters, Lopez Obrador previously threatened to boycott the event if the Biden administration excluded failed socialist regimes like Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua. After the failed administration confirmed that Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua would not be on the invite list, Lopez Obrador announced his plans to skip the event. However, Lopez Obrador is meeting with Joe Biden and Biden in Washington, D.C. in July. So we need to get on this now. Republicans need to get on this now. If there's groups out there who have resources to mobilize and get to D.C. to protest, then mobilize over this. Because if we form a Western Hemisphere union like the EU, it'll further destroy the United States of America. I can promise you that. I may not be the smartest guy in the world, but I can promise you that. According to reports, Lopez Orbador will push the White House about a plan to integrate all of the Western Hemisphere, that includes Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua, and others, into one community similar to the European Union. Why? Because all these countries want to siphon off more from the United States of America, and they know that illegitimate Joey Applesauce will do it because he doesn't even know which way the bathroom is. That way, all citizens will be able to freely travel between the failed states and the crap holes the developing nations and the United States and Canada. You know, and since, you know, further weakens the United States, Joe Biden and his handlers will be all over this. So it is very, very important, folks, July, in July, that we raise our voices as loud as we possibly can. Hell, let's raise them right now. Nobody, you're not going to hear this on any other news station today. You're not going to hear this on any other news station, period. Not even on Real America's Voice News. Nobody's going to talk about this stuff. Because here on Live from America, we talk about the stuff that actually will hurt our country that isn't mainstream discussion. Because there's a lot going on behind closed doors, and that's what I'm trying to dig for, is that crap. We're not going to let that happen. Speaking of things we shouldn't let happen, if you live in Austin, Texas, if you live in Austin, Texas, you better not let this happen. Because Austin, Texas is seeking to raise the legal age to purchase an AR-15, even though they are in the great state of Texas. They have joined a growing number of citizens around our cities around the world, excuse me, or the country, seeking to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 from 18 to 21. The city council voted on Friday to approve a resolution that would result in raising the age requirements. According to a local Fox News communist affiliate, 
the approval was included in the June 16th Austin City Council meeting minutes. This was prompted by Uvalde, by Buffalo. Both situations where you had an 18-year-old who was, who was legally able to purchase an AR-15 and wreak destruction and to murder other people, City Council Member Allison Alter told Fox. But here's the thing. If this crazy loser wanted to kill people, all he would have to do is not have an AR-15 and instead just have a good old-fashioned Remington hunting rifle. That would do the trick. Or how about this? How about bringing in four handguns? That would do the trick, don't you think? These people are just so stupid they don't even get it. They don't understand how to dig the cancer out. That's the problem. Uh, so anyway, if you live in Austin, Texas, you might want to get on this because they are. Um, uh, it's not the only place to consider raising, or that is considering raising the age, by the way. Rhode Island State Legislature passed a bill to ban the sale of guns and ammunition to anyone under 21. And last week, New York Governor, Governor Kathy Hochul signed a measure raising the legal age to purchase such firearms. So if you really want to fight the fight, if you really want to battle, then you should join the NRA. Because you yourself can't do anything. I myself can't do anything. You know who can do something? The NRA. You know who has just crappy numbers as for members? The NRA. We have over 100 and what, 30 million gun owners in the United States of America, but only 5 million people belong to the NRA. And they are your first line of defense to any kind of legislation or any kind of lawsuits in America. Without them, you have nobody fighting for you on that high of a level. So if you're not part of the NRA and you want to start putting your money towards things like Rise TV, Pure Flicks, and NRA, you would be doing the world so much better of a service than being subscribed to Amazon Prime TV, Netflix, Hulu, and Ballot Harvest Barbie or whatever the heck's going on out there in the world. Just remember, money makes the world go round. When people go woke, they, they go broke. Don't give them a chance to go woke. Build up our companies, the My Pillow companies, the Brave American companies, the LFA TVs, the 377 businesses that are on the American Strong business page on jeremyherald.com. Spend your money there. I know it's different. I know it changes a lot of things, but it makes a big difference, okay? All right, we've got two stories left, folks. And then some good news to lead the day. So just stay with me, all right? I promise I'm going from one thing to another as fast as I possibly can. Yes, Bumblebee, I am. I am. I have been for a very long time. By the way, not only that, when uh, when you're a member of the NRA or when you donate to Wounded Warriors or any of those people, they send you a bunch of stuff every month. So it's worth it. I can tell you that. It's definitely worth it. All right, here we go. You know why I love the internet so much? Not because uh, I can do this job for you without a major studio or a major TV audience or a TV corporation, but I love the internet because the internet never forgets. Once something is on the internet, it is there for life. And if you dig long enough and you know the right people, you can dig up some really good stuff on the internet. What I found on Getter Visions, by the way, Getter Visions is the new, uh, is basically the, the TikTok killer for, uh, that that's J- Jason Miller put together for Getter. It's all small clips, short videos. I found this little nugget of truth from Joe Biden. Now, before I play this video, you all know how much of a failed botch operation it was by Joe Biden and the Democrats in charge to pull out of Afghanistan. Not only did it kill military men and women, but innocent people died 
Innocent babies died. Men and women in the Afghan community died. Uh, the the Al Qaeda took back over, and and uh, and and um, to how many billions of dollars of of uh, of military or not Al Qaeda Taliban? How many billions of dollars of weapon weaponry did we leave to the Taliban? How much weapons of I call it mass destruction, terror. The same weapons they're trying to get out of our hands, law-abiding citizens, they just gave them, they also gave them tanks, helicopters, missiles, all this stuff, right? Almost $100 billion worth of stuff. That's an impeachable offense alone. Listen to what Joey Applesauce said years ago about this very situation. Check this out. And it makes a big difference to tell the American people the truth about what our options are in ending this war. If tomorrow the order goes out from the president, I'm president of the United States, I issue an order, end the war today, begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. There you go. You leave those billions of dollars of weaponry behind, I promise you they're going to be used against your grandchildren and mine someday. He said, and this was way back when he ran for president and lost the first time. He said, if you give an order to pull out, it's going to take a year. A year to get them physically out. Seven months if you leave everything behind. But if you leave everything behind, those weapons are going to be used to kill your kids and grandkids someday. He said it. So again, it's either a complete breakdown at our government level or it's on purpose. I am inclined to think all the time it's the latter. Because there's no other explanation. That video should be going wild. Everybody in the world should be sharing this feed right now to everybody they know just based on that video alone. The guy said it. He should be impeached because he knows what happens. It wasn't like, oh, we didn't know. How could we have known? Nobody told us. The intelligence wasn't there. Well, the intelligence was there years ago when this unintelligent loser and this plagiarizer and this child sniffer said it decades ago. But the, un- the intelligence wasn't there. We didn't know this would happen, said the Biden administration. Give me a break. Give me a break. So I had to pull that up. I had to play that. I had to share that. And I had to get that out there. Yes, we will make it a short clip. I can promise you that. Everybody knows it's on purpose. Everybody. All right, folks. Two more quick stories. Well, one more, and then I'll leave you with a smile. Uh, It's not a very good... It's it's kind of an interesting week, I should say, for Elon Musk, okay? Elon Musk is having one heck of a start to his week. Well, first of all, Twitter, the board at Twitter has decided to, to, to accept this $44 billion offer and they approved the sale. So now the only thing needed is the shareholders to vote and approve the sale to Elon Musk to buy failing Twitter, which I don't know why he wanted to buy anyway. Maybe he just wanted to spend $44 billion to expose them. Long story short, that looks like it is definitely going through. But here is why he's having a tough, rough week. Because his oldest son, 18 years old, has now filed a petition After Elon Musk said that the policies of the left are completely insane, his oldest son files a petition to change his gender and his full name, seeking to end all ties with his biological father. What a moron. 
What a moron. Imagine the money and the companies you could have inherited, you moron, but you'd rather be a girl and prove a point, just like a moronic communist Marxist liberal would do. 18 years old, you don't even have your head on your shoulders even halfway right, so of course you would do this. According to the legal documents obtained by The Blast, Elon Musk's teenage son, Xavier Musk, has applied to change his full name to Vivian Jenna Wilson. Alexander, Alexander, uh, or excuse me, Xavier Alexander Musk, who was a twin, who has a twin named Griffin, turned 18 back in April. Almost immediately after his birthday, Xavier filed a petition with the courthouse to change her name. Now she has changed. She now she wants to completely cut ties with all of his all, all of his ties with his biological father. Apparently because of where his biological father's stances are on politics. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I think it's awful weird. Long story short, what a weird week for, uh, for, for <laughs> Elon Musk. And uh, he, might, he might be uh, spending $44 billion in the, uh, in the coming weeks for sure. But I'm going to go ahead and give his son right now, not his daughter, his son. I'm going to go ahead and uh, give him the award that, uh, that, he, that he deserves, and that's the Dumb Dumb Award. What a moron. Look at everything he's foregoing just to make a point. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb Dumb Award of the Day, giving away all those billions. Now, I, I get it. Money, does, money doesn't uh, – money is the root of all evil, and you don't need money to be happy. But uh, to forgo all those billions and all that inheritance just to uh, become a girl and cut ties with your daddy because you don't like his political views, uh, that's a dumb, dumb award. That truly is a dumb, dumb award. Wow. I'm now going to be called whatever Jenna Wilson. Cool. I'm still going to call you Xavier. That's what I would tell my kid if my kid said that, by the way. Anyway, folks, I would like to tell you before we get to the last video that should make you smile from ear to ear, I would like to tell you that the 20% sale that we had going on for Father's Day on store-wide for everything is now gone, but the 20% sale still remains for two shirts, two uh, designs for the 4th of July, and that is the Pledge of Allegiance unisex t-shirt. Right there, folks, it's got the Pledge of Allegiance in the form of a flag, that's got 20% off from now until the 4th of July to celebrate America. And the Freedom T-shirts are back on sale, and we have multiple colors of these. We even have a gray one to add to that as well now. So the Freedom T-shirts, get yourself as many as you can for 4th of July. Get all different colors for yourself if you have to. Show the world that we celebrate freedom here, and our freedom is never going away. 20% sale on JeremyHerald.com for both of those through 4th of July, and now my favorite part of the show, I've been waiting to do this. Let's bring up the video if we can. Uh, this video was sent to me by, on Instagram, as a matter of fact, and it's three young girls singing a beautiful harmony, harmonizing song for their love for Jesus Christ. And uh, I said, you know what, we're going to play this video to end the first show of the day today. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, these beautiful young ladies here in America singing about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Check this out.
Wow, absolutely beautiful. Praise the Lord. I saw the light. I got to tell you, as a father, when I see three young girls, I don't know if they're sisters or not, they look like it, all singing that song, harmonizing together, I just get chills. I don't think of anything bad. I think of all the goodness in this world when I see our youth, our innocence of our youth, giving praise to Jesus. My little daughter, Lily, sings songs to God all the time. And uh, it truly, truly is a great thing to see. So what I would like to do for the parents of those young ladies, because I know what it takes to be a parent and raise your child today in the, envi- in the current environment that we live in to raise them to be Christians. It's not an easy thing to do, but I would like to give those parents, if I could, the Smarty Award of the Day. Smarty Award of the Day, folks. Goes to any parent who loves their child enough to, to, uh, to teach them the gospel and to teach them the good news because it's the best gift they could ever give them. Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Remember to go to jeremyharrell.com, sign up for the newsletter. Make sure you sign up for a Bible if you need one or you know somebody who needs one. And folks, if you can help sign up for it to be a monthly donor, that would help too. If not, continue to love the show, continue to share the show. Keep a smile on your face, keep your families close, and keep spreading that gospel. I love you guys. I'll see you tonight. Peace.